these five hot takes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, y'all. Welcome back to the Christmas edition of Days Five Hot Takes. Uh, it's been a long time coming, Hannah. I'm excited to be here. I want to give a small addendum, a little asterisk, as I jump into this thing. I do have a little bit of a cold, and that's why I sound either like someone has shoved some socks or no, some stockings up my nose, <laughs> which I think on the streets is a is drug slang. I'm not sure about that. I'm just going with that. Maybe it is on the North Pole. Uh, Man, you see where it off the other day? I heard he got some stockings up his nose. You know, it's probably shut over, but you know what? I'm not going to, folks, because I'm feeling good. I'm all hopped up on cold meds, and I'm flying, baby. I'm flying. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. And uh, I wanted to say, I've been so, so forgive me. All that to say, forgive me if if I sound a little scratchy, and you'll hear in the interview that follows here, um, I'm a little bit scratchy there, too. But listen, no judgment, right? Come on, guys. It's Christmas. Let's, Let's all hold hands and sing, okay? Speaking of holding hands and singing, I don't know where this is going, but I'm feeling good, so we'll keep chasing it down. Uh, I asked my dear friend Ben Rector to join me because when I looked at doing Days 5 Hot Takes on Christmas music, I got immediately overwhelmed because the genre, Christmas music genre, is ripe with amazing Christmas songs, melodies, chords, chord changes, key changes. So I thought this should be one of the easiest things I ever do is just jumping in and doing a Five Hot Takes on Christmas Music, because I don't know if there's a genre that's got more interesting, kind of cool, standard, you know, not standard, weird, not weird, acapella, not whatever it is, you know, music in there, so it should be easy, but I just got really overwhelmed, so I thought the best way I can think to do this is have somebody do it with me, and then it feels a little less uh, cumbersome, and so I asked Ben to do it with me, one, because he's a great purveyor of Christmas songs and, and loves Christmas music like I do, but two, because he's always just got great hot takes, I mean, our uh, my five hot takes with him, my normal, my secular <laughs> five hot takes with him was so much fun. And Ben is very thoughtful about these things. So I thought this would be fun. Let me just say this really quickly too. I want to, I want to give a shout out to Ben and his music. Uh, everybody knows that I know you all know it, but he's got a couple Christmas records that you should check out. One is a Ben Rector Christmas, which is one of the, uh, strongest titles in the history of time. And I tried to call my album a Ben Rector Christmas, but ends up that, uh, he already had it, which is weird. I, I didn't see that coming. And then uh, also he's got Jingles and Bells, which he released in 2009, which is great too. And, and we've listened to that a lot in my in my familia. So uh, a shout out to him and and go check his music out. He's got two cool things we talk about too, just another quick aside. He released a Thanksgiving song, which has been amazing and fun to listen to. And he also released a New Year song, uh, which has been, you know, really well received. And it's really cool. It's um both of the songs are really, really, really sweet um, and uh, kind of do what you think they do and being sentimental. The New Year's song is called uh, The Best Is Yet to Come. It's a really, really, really cool song. Shocker, Ben Rector wrote a great song. So, um, and let me say too, guys, let me just say it really quickly, then we'll move on. But I have a new Christmas EP out. And I know that feels like, oh my God, I can feel your eyes rolling. Dave, does it always have to be about you? Well, yes, it does right now because I have kids and they want to go to college or I want them to go to college. I don't know if they want to go to college. I want to go back to college. I'm, this is getting out of control. <laughs> Some of y'all want to go back to college. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I wish I was back in college. But it's called I Wish It Would Snow. I also have two other Christmas albums called uh, A Very Merry Christmas and December to Remember. And I was on that before Toyota was, so or Lexus, whoever stole that from me. They owe me millions of dollars and millions of Lexi, because that's a plural of Lexus. Okay, this is it's unraveling too quickly. So... All of that said, please check out all of our Christmas music. We we had a fun making it, both Ben and I, independently, not together, maybe someday together. Um, and uh, and I'm playing some Christmas shows, so if you want to know about those, check the site. Uh, we'll be out for a couple of weekends in December, so check those out. It'll be fun hitting up the southeast. It'll be a good time. That said, let's get to the stinking chat, okay? Ben and I both bought what <laughs> we 
both brought and both bought. <laughs> Speaking of Lexus, Lexi, um, we both brought five hot takes that we share here. So, golly, y'all dig in. This was so much fun. As always, Ben is hysterical, had great hot takes. I think you'll enjoy it. And all of that to say, have a wonderfully Merry Christmas, guys. I'm really thankful for all of you guys listening and uh, having fun alongside with us. So, uh, with no further ado, here is the Christmas Five Hot Takes. Okay, folks, this is a uh, welcome. It's been a minute with Dave's Five Hot Takes. We've been hibernating a little bit, um, which has been good for all of us. We all need a little breathe air. Uh, breathe air? I just said it very French. Um, breathe air. But this, um, this is we're doing a Christmas hot takes, and, and this has been it's been a couple of years of everybody asking for one of these. I'm gonna be honest with you, I was just kind of overwhelmed with the thought of it. Uh, Christmas, there's just a lot of Christmas music, and Christmas music to me may be, um, I, it on the onset was like, oh, this can, there's a million great musical songs, so hot takes should be this should be like low hanging fruit, you know? You're just like. This is easy. And then I started to do the research and I realized like, oh boy, I'm really overwhelmed. So what I did, like any smart person would do, is I brought someone else into it. And knowing that Ben Rector um, not only is a releaser of great music, but he's a releaser of great Christmas music, I thought, you know what? We're going to, Ben's going to go with this. He's going to go down with me. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're going to share some Christmas takes. But I want to kind of do a warm up around Ben because you got, you got, you got, uh, first of all, you got three new songs out and like, um, no, 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 the Thanksgiving song, I'm thinking of that, but that came out a year ago, mm-hmm. but you've been rehyping mm-hmm. that as you should, but you had the Rudolph, uh, uh, Funk Town yep. Massacre come out yep. and then you also had this New Year's song come out, yep. which I mean, are, you're, you know, three for three. I know again, Thanksgiving's been out and congrats on getting to that. I know, you know, Adam Sandler may, may have sort of been on that uh island a little before you got there i've been i've been told by my lawyers i can't speak on the subject (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) all all i can say is it's not a song it's a joke and thanksgiving isn't a joke (laughs) i just made all that up by the way that's that's not a line i was gonna say (laughs) it feels like you did pr training before no i didn't (laughs) that was an amazing it's a good set Oh my gosh, Thanksgiving song is so beautiful. And I love this New Year's song. It's so it's so wonderful. Here's here's what I want to do as we enter into these holiday seasons. Seasons? If we're counting Thanksgiving, it's sort of two seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you what what is the first song if you're ready to get into the Christmas spirit? You know, you've got through the summer, you've gotten through the fall, and you can feel like, I kind of want to feel like it's Christmas, like it's getting chilly. Maybe, I don't know what your sort of practice is, if it has to wait until post-Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. if it's pre-Thanksgiving. But do you have a first Christmas song? Do you have like the, this is a song that kind of gets me there? Well, like Dave, every- I'd say any track off of a Ben Rector Christmas available for streaming. <laughs> no, uh, we do <laughs> wait for Thanksgiving. Hillary is okay. pretty militant okay. about okay. that. Oh, that's she's interesting. Like, Hillary she's like, is. Dude, she, she's all about like saving things for their, their like, proper their, okay, times. Okay, okay, okay. Respect. Um, <clears throat> let's see. If it was up to me, what song would I turn on first? I feel like there's just that like canon of, of Christmas songs that all kind of sound like they were recorded like in the same studio by the same yeah. people. There's a bunch of those. I think, um, would it be Andy Williams, It's the Most Wonderful Time of yes, the Year? Yes, yes, yes. And that just feels like it's like grand, and yeah. it's like not too cheesy, but it's kind of cheesy. Yep. His voice is incredible. Yep. Um, I think that's probably it for me. Yep. Or maybe Jingle Bell Rock. Ooh, um, okay. 
but that's that's the kind of Christmas music that just like makes me happy. It's like kind of fun and upbeat, but sounds super old and is like kind of kitschy. I yep. love like the slow stuff too, but I'm not I'm not one of those like give me the like you know sizzle ride and brushes and like jazz chords. Like yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah. like the like the you know, Home Alone stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay, so so which is funny, you know. I I think mine and maybe even Andy Williams' version of it, but it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Which thematically makes sense, but yep. I think that's always my first, like, it just gets me there. Like, I mm-hmm. start feeling it, I'm there. But it's got to be, like, the old school version. I can't do any of the new stuff. It's got to be, like, yeah. like you said, those songs were recorded in one studio, like, a hundred years ago. Um, okay, so so another warm-up question, question. With these Christmas, I know a year from now, we're, we're promoting way ahead of time. Ben, that's right. We want people to be really ready. Pre- we want- <laughs> pre-save. <laughs> pre-save. There's a year ahead pre-save. <laughs> Pre-save my record after this record, oh, probably gosh. 2024. <laughs> Would you please start doing a pre-save campaign in like March? <laughs> that's, that's a great bit. Hey guys, pre-save the upcoming Christmas record. When's it come out? Next year. <laughs> <laughs> All these people. What What does pre-saving do? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. All Nobody of our social knows. media people say to do it. None of us know what oh, it is. It's another way just to flood your timeline and annoy yep. your fans. Totally. Um, so, so with it coming out, like, do you enjoy like making Christmas music? Do you like, do you enjoy writing it? Do you enjoy making it? Oh dude, I love recording it. And part of it is because like, it's kind of cheating because you're recording like some of the best songs ever written. Right. Like, I think right. people don't realize that Christmas songs have been like sifted. There's like a billion Christmas songs over like a hundred years and we've just sifted out all the ones that aren't like perfect. Right. Right. Um, and so on that level they just like pull themselves together and Mm. i I love like singing in that style i probably like would be better suited to do that than like what i do in like pop music i feel like i'm like kind of shouting and in christmas music i feel like i'm like oh i'm (laughs) singing um i i love it i think hold on on. can we just take a pause (laughs) and think about how much i feel this i literally feel the same way i feel like my voice is much more made for christmas type music Mm -hmm. i don't i don't i'm not a thematic singer like you are like you're big you know pop you got the choruses that like you know they go that's because that's because i'm shouting if you were (laughs) if you were in the room recording with me you'd be like that is unhealthy for my ears i just never thought about that as a delineator well i I, i feel like you'd have to know me to get that joke but i in person i sing so loud yeah it's yeah, unbelievable yeah. Yeah, how loud it is yeah and so i'm always like well yeah it's easier to sing christmas music well, one of the cool things about your voice though is that it does both really well it's really unique that way to me it's like i think it's rare you find people that can sort of do that big chorus pop thing <clears throat> but do the nuance of a really subtle christmas song those well, are two you. wildly different things but you Thanks do so have much. a voice that does both well you I really do that. that's a great point thank you but you enjoy it because of that too. You you feel yeah, like it's sort of. I I, I love it, I, and I think writing Christmas songs is is difficult. Um, yeah, I, I obviously I had trouble writing Christmas songs because the first Christmas record I made really was had no originals on it other than Thanksgiving song. Um, it feels a little daunting to me sometimes because you're putting your wares in the shop next to like yes. the best selling like. <laughs> china of all time and you're like i made these plates up yeah, like yeah that so that, that, that's a little daunting to me um and it's hard it's hard to write it's complex yeah. and like you're dealing with a theme that a lot has been said about already but i, I enjoyed writing some of the new record the new christmas record but yeah i think i ma- recording christmas music is just so fun yeah it is it's it's uh and it and for those who don't know you usually do it in the summer 
you know, it tends to be that yep. that's kind of when you do it. So it's hysterical because you, you know, like I've seen, you know, your setups and, and we kind of do the same thing. We do the Christmas records. Like you put the Christmas lights up and you have like, you mm-hmm. know, somebody comes in and makes it feel like that for those three or four days you're recording, but you're walking out and I'll never forget the fir- my first Christmas album. I took a screenshot of it. It was the hottest day in Nashville in a hundred years. So we had just <laughs> sung like, I'm dreaming of a wet and you walk out and it was 104. Wow, and I was like, so you're, you know, it's it's such a weird thing to to make one, not just in the studio. It's so fun, but it's usually during the hottest time of the year. So you're coming out to like this just intense heat after trying to sort of stay in this mindset. Yeah, Christmas, you know, I made everybody a, wear Christmas hats. That's really the only decorating we did. Yeah, that's good. I think there were Christmas lights up already. Yeah, but yeah, um, oh, there were. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I, but I, I brought Christmas hats. Okay, so so here's, and we're not starting the hot takes yet, but this could be kind of a little bit of just like a little hot take teaser. Do you feel like there are any songs in the last, I'll give you 30 years, that make like the Christmas canon essentials? This, or like, is, uh, this is exactly one of my hot takes. Okay, we can skip it. Maybe, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Because I, I want, I want okay. you to... I just yeah, you literally like I phrased it almost exactly like that. So. Okay, that's and I'm I'm really curious. I want to say that then. Next question that this mm-hmm. is this is kind of it's a mildly hot take. Is Linus and Lucy a Christmas song? This confuses me because it makes Christmas. I love this song. It's on maybe the best Christmas album of all time with Vince Guaraldi's Peanuts Christmas. Well, but I've I've acted like I know what the song is for now like 15 seconds and I don't know it. So I can't <laughs> it's wait. The one. You know the um I thought about saying I um, don't know and then I was like I don't know what that song uh, is. Hold on. Oh my god. Uh. It's like Linus and Lucy <laughs> building the snowman. <laughs> I'm sure I know it. I just can't think of it. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Linus and Lucy building the snowman. It's pretty, pretty like, good start, honestly. Like that. No, it's the instrumental peanuts. It's like the most sort of classic. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's that. It's that. No, it's not that. That's actually another one on there. It's a do 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 do. I thought that was um. Okay, got it. Yeah, no, so, I don't so, think that's a Christmas. Okay, song. see, that's what I think because it's on that record. This was I thought about that, making this hot take, but I was like, no, nah, we'll just tease it. So that song is on all these Christmas like playlists because it's on the yeah. Vince Guaraldi Peanuts album. But I'm like, that's not a Christmas song. Right? No, it's like Christmas adjacent. <laughs> can, we, can we start? I actually want to have an album in that genre, just yeah. the Christmas adjacent genre. I, it's not a bad idea. Uh, I want to, uh, okay, we're about to start the five hot takes. I do want to give, let me, I want to give a huge shout out to our friend Rob Alley on the Great Song Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. I love these guys, JP and Rob. Rob texted me something, and I kind of feel like this is a good way to start these five hot takes. Because I said, hey, me and me and Rector are doing this five hot takes. Do you have anything you would want to add? And this is what Rob sent, which I thought was really interesting. So buckle up. He said, rock and other music styles as Christmas songs will always feel like novelties as opposed to quote unquote real Christmas songs because the feel of modern slash secular Christmas music is so intrinsically tied to the pop music of the forties and fifties. It's like how we think cowboy Western music sounded like Leonard Bernstein and Aaron Copeland because that music is linked to the movies we associate with the old West. How about that take? Wow. That's a great take. Isn't that a great take? That's probably deeper than any of my takes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He sent that and I was like, well, I'll just read that and shut it. That's great. But, but it really did sort of, 
That is always one of my global thoughts, and I couldn't really mm -hmm. distill into one take, but that's why I want to start with it. I do think, I, 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 maybe this should have been a take of mine. I don't really, it's hard for me to think of one, four, or five chord progression songs as Christmas songs. I'm yeah. not saying they aren't. I've written them. I've written a mm -hmm. hundred of those. But I have a hard time because I think of that exact quote. Like, yeah. when I think of Christmas songs, I tend to think of, you know, kind of jazzier or like, you know, has got a little more intricate melodies or, you know, musically stuff's going on that's a little more, I guess, nostalgic, right? Yeah. Just oh, feels I, a little I think old. That's a, yeah, you're, you're like drawing from that well. I think that's what Christmas music is. You know yeah, I mean? okay, okay, okay. Because that's a hot take. Because, I mean, you know, I don't know if you've done this, but I'll, I'll, I'll sit with other people to write Christmas music for them. And I have a very distinct, I'm like, oh, I kind of have a little start if you want to mess with this. And then mm -hmm. they'll sometimes go like, you know, GCD and I'm like oh okay no it's great let's do that and we'll do that and it's fine but I if you ask me I'm thinking like oh man I want to hear like at least one key change in the song somewhere mm -hmm. yeah. you know yeah um but um okay so um do you do you want me to start this party or you want to start this party uh up, totally up to you I can go you can go why don't you why don't you start it you're the okay, guest great. you go first hot take one I'll start out with a pretty hot take and I think <laughs> I don't know how people are going to feel about this. I think uh, the Mariah Carey song. Oh, coming in off the top. I think it's an absolute banger. And I think I agree that it's overplayed, but I think it's a great example of when something is like really good and then gets overdone. It's like a popular thing to be like, this sucks. Yeah. And like, I, I, I maintain every, it's kind of like fun right now to be like, Oh no, not that song again. Right. But I guarantee you, if you were like, you know, stranded on a desert island for the last however many years, and then yep. someone was like, hey, like, check this Christmas song out, you'd be like, oh, this is sick. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. <laughs> it, like, honestly, it invented like a new subgenre of Christmas music, which is this kind of like almost like Swedish power pop, but like with some like bells and uh, <laughs> sleigh bells, like bells like gong and sleigh yeah, bells, yeah. That, that honestly starts to feel like Christmas music too. And so I know that it's popular to be like, there's like the meme of like, it's coming or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, it's actually pretty sick. Yes. And yes. the reason like that is like a documented thing that happens. Like when something gets too saturated and it's good, everyone's like, this is terrible. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like people will say that about certain like singers voices, double hot take, but like everybody rags on the Nickelback guy's voice. Pretty cool voice. Yep. If you saw, yep. if you saw him like singing in a bar, you'd be like, whoa, yeah. that's like, that's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. But because it was everywhere and because it's like, you know, not the coolest music everyone's like oh nickelback's the worst and it's like dude i swear if you like went to high school with them you'd be like my buddy chad is a sick singer dude he's really good that's so, so that, that's my that's my first one coming off the yes. top rope i think mariah carey's song is just an absolute banger yes and it's just been played a little too much yeah okay so so i i, I want to i'm going to join i had a hot take on this too but i'm going to move mine up to my first because i want to sort of like dovetail joint with you here I agree a thousand percent. I remember that song when it came out, loving it, like genuinely yeah. being like, I love this song. What's not to love? I could hear this a thousand times and never get tired of it. And it's now you have song. heard it a thousand times. <laughs> and now I've heard it a thousand million times. Yeah. But here is one fun fact about that song. By 2017, it had reportedly earned $60 million in royalties. Maybe there's a money threshold. Once something's made a certain amount of money, <laughs> it's everyone's just they like, cut it off. <laughs> too much. 
It's not Paul McCartney who's never making any more money off yeah. yesterday. They're oh, just like, man. you're done. Wow, that's a lot of money. $60 million. Um, wow. So so she wrote that with a guy named Walter Anasieff, and, and he, he produced that song with her. But I'm like, is that not the best moment of that guy's occupational life? Because he's kind of a string conductor. He's a producer. He actually um, did the strings on a lot of the Elton John stuff back in the day. I believe he's an English guy. Uh, I met him once because it was a rabbit trail, but Chris Mann, who was castle. on. Yeah, <laughs> I visited a wing. He has a castle as a wing. <laughs> and then he has like another gym. Nasium yep. is the middle. Yep. And then he has like a huge pool. Like it's actually chlorine. Um, but he was in town to record on a night like this song I wrote for a guy named Chris Mann, who was on The Voice. But it was Walter. And so they had the score and he signed it and gave it to him. It was really cool. But I remember really wanted to talk about that song. But he was like moving around like crazy because I just yeah. want to be like, dude, you got to tell me that song. But here's what is interesting about that song. Because my, my sort of thing was how some of these, the chords are to me really interesting in this. It's not that you haven't heard them, but it's that three major... Four minor, which everybody knows, but that three dominant seven thing that happens in the bridge that starts the major three that starts bridge, but it's also yep. in the um, and it's one of the things that I like the most about this song is that it does these weird things. I'm always I'm always going to sort of celebrate in the sort of pop world when we have songs that that are like that really shouldn't work. Like yeah. if I played those chords for you, you'd be like, that's too weird. Yeah. But then done in this way, they're just amazing. And they do that, that bridge, especially that, you're always like, what is happening? But yeah. I'm in, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, I think that's part of what's so great about Christmas music is that like, it is complex. And so when you hear it, you're like, Oh, this is really nice. Yes. Yes. You got, you got room to do that. Yeah. And you sort of give it the grace to do it. Cause you're like, yeah. no, I expect you to be a little weird. Yeah. Like, Bring bring your bring your weirdness, but I you that I want to just harken back a second to your take on how it sort of introduced a new genre. It definitely doubled down on that sort of like that sort of like it feels like nowadays if you're going to write. I mean, I feel like Kelly Clarkson, Chris. That's exactly every, what I was thinking. Yeah, everybody that's done a single since then, like a big pop Christmas single, was like you got to do that sort of, which to me is that. Um, uh, it, it's really that one song. You two covered it. Everybody in there. Um, now it's falling down Christmas. Yeah, that sort of thing. That really fast shuffle mm-hmm. vibe. Yep. It's it's sort of that song just redone. You know, in a lot better, obviously. But it. You're right. It did sort of. It did sort of create this subgenre in Christmas. I mean, even. I had the uh, radio on this morning driving the kids to school and even on the CCM station, there was like a new single by somebody, by a woman singing. It sounds, it's got that shuffle thing. It's the, it, it, you know. it literally, it's like it, it let like one more sonic yes. approach yes. in. Yes. That's, that's beautifully said. That yeah. is a, and, but, but truly thing. without that, that sonic approach is not in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like, Oh, that's like one song. And now it's basically like, do you want to make a Christmas song without jazz chords? Yeah. Here's yeah. what you do. Okay. So one more quick question about that. Do you, do you like the slower versions of it? I don't know if do I've you, ever heard a slower version. Okay. Of it. Okay. There, there's some really good ones. I mean, lady a did one. That's really cool. I, I'm, I'm in a Michael Buble. His version is slow and it's interesting. Cause I don't know how I feel about it. It's not that I don't like it, but I think it is one of those songs to me in my brain I hear it as the recording. Yeah. 
you know and it and yeah, that, it's, it's it's one of those songs I, I believe that it would be great in whatever way it was done but it's one of those that like the production is almost as yes yes it's like it's like part of the song itself where it's yeah. like some of it is just like oh yeah that track is just a juggernaut you know yeah it is it's well said okay uh, I, I did my first one because I was piggybacking yours. What's a uh, hot take two for me? Hot take two. Okay. Um, my second hot take is one that might be unexpected from me, but I think that there's there's a kind of a weird juxtaposition uh, where we don't have enough Thanksgiving music, but I think no one else should write any more Thanksgiving music. <laughs> you shut think, the door on that. I think we're good. <laughs> And yeah. I think I wish there was more, but I think we've got enough right now. And I think if any radio stations out there are looking for something to play before Christmas, Chris, Christian radio, the last two years has played it a lot. People seem to like it. Yep. Hey, heathen hey, radio, radio stations. <laughs> this song is for everybody. Okay. 97.5 heathen radio. <laughs> We you'll hear a cuss word. Every now and <laughs> we then. will swear. Uh, no, I you know I just I, I think I think it's cool that people are just sort of starting to pick up on the lack of Christmas music. Yeah, but I yeah. think we're good. We don't need any more. We don't yeah. oversaturate like we have Christmas music now. It's just too now that there's much. two songs. That's right. Really, that's one and a half. And so I think I think we're good. <laughs> really. One. So that's my second hot take. I know you wouldn't expect that from I'd, someone like boy, me. Boy, did I not see that coming. From yeah, you. I just I think. Crazy that there's so little Thanksgiving music and simultaneously just enough. <laughs> just enough. And simultaneously really good. I mean the the canon is really Yeah, it's good. It's we you got kind of like a fun jokey song and you've got kind of a real song, which is really all you need. We have both bases covered. I don't we don't need to get greedy as as as, as Americans. Everybody, we, everybody, we're good. Let's leave it there. So so you know one of the things that's so confusing to me about that thing is I always want to have something playing. Like when everybody's coming over and mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Day and getting the meal ready, you know, I want, a, I want a playlist. And the only thing that I can find is the Peanuts Thanksgiving album, which is really kind of half Christmas, I think. It's like, yeah. which, which is fine. But, you know, you, you're, you're, I know there's some jest in that, but it's kind of funny that there isn't more thanks. I don't know. Because I guess just because it's not, you know, obviously Christmas is a whole other thing because it's like a whole month kind of suddenly somehow. But, yeah, there's really not. There's not. I mean, do you just see the numbers on the listening? Is it just like a needle on that it, one day? It is, and it's it's actually really interesting. Like, we kind of joked about it last year. I was like, I want to be the Mariah Carey of Thanksgiving, and I don't. I really don't know what is possible to expect. It, it but really, like both years, it feels like this year more radio stations played it, and I'm like, dude, that would be so sick. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I think the answer to your question about like why is there not more. I really think it's because with Christmas music, you have like almost an outfit to slip into. Like you're playing yeah, yeah, off yeah, of a bunch yeah. of existing themes where yeah, like yeah, right. you could you could kind of like fake make up a Christmas song right now and it would be like, Oh yeah, kinda of like a slow jazzy thing with yeah, like yeah, yeah. jazzy yeah. melody. There's nothing to go off of with Thanksgiving music. And it's like yeah. it's weird because it feels like it should have a theme or a feeling and it, there's nothing to go off of. So I think that more people would do it. I just literally think if you're like write a Thanksgiving song, everyone would be like, "Well, it needs to sound old, but it shouldn't sound like Christmas music." And right, like, that's right, just like right. it's dead right there. Yeah. So when I wrote Thanksgiving song, I was like, "This should sound like James Taylor, sort yeah. of old." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can't be like 
jazzy Santa chords. Right. So I literally, I think if someone could establish, if there wasn't established style, I think there would be, would be inundated with Thanksgiving songs. But I feel like the real rub is people don't know how to make something sound old, but yeah. not like Christmas music. Yeah. Because anything that's like a rip and pop song, it's like, that doesn't feel like Thanksgiving, right. but the only map we have for old music <clears throat> is Christmas music. And so yeah. it's like, well, like I don't want to write a Christmas song and be like, turkey in the oven, yeah, right. mashed potatoes <laughs> too, right, right, making food for family and da 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 da. Like it's just yeah, like yeah, everything yeah, yeah, immediately yeah. becomes Christmas. So I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think people should write more. Not too many though, you know, <laughs> like a couple. Two. You, are you okay if Mariah takes a swing at it? <sighs> <He's> tough. <laughs> That'd be tough. I already. It's just. I I I, I would be. But I'd be a little sad. We, I, I wouldn't. Be, I probably wouldn't be able to deal with everyone being like, "Oh, you copied Mariah Carey." Just oh my like, gosh! You're like, no, this. It was I'm telling when, you when we announced we were first. doing the short film screening. I cannot tell you how many people were like, basically, like you're doing this because Taylor Swift did it. I was just like, made my head explode. I want to be like, she did it like three days ago. Do you yeah. know how long it takes <laughs> yes, to make a short right. film? That's like, right. No, that's uh, right. But yeah. So I, I honestly though it probably would help because I feel like the only the only real headwind there is in the Thanksgiving music game is that everyone is just like, but what do I do with this? Because yeah. there isn't a category. It's like yeah, right. I don't know what, and you're just like, oh, you just play it. So, like yeah. the Spotify page is just you and Adam Sandler. It's oh, just, literally, like this year, Spotify put me on a playlist called "Give Thanks," which I was like, sick, but like I don't think anybody listened to it because everyone's just like. I don't know. But at, <laughs> conversely, Amazon put a couple Thanksgiving playlists that actually did quite well. So I, I don't know. I just feel like it's a little bit of a... It's almost like you discovered gold like before people were into gold. And you're like, oh, I got this gold. And they're like, what do you do yeah. with gold? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Make a watch. You know you know the thing that I think is smart that you did too, that I've had a song that I just haven't released. It's, been, it's probably five or six years old. But I think New Year's to me is... a. That's the other, like, I've thought about Thanksgiving, but but to your point, I never thought about writing like that because I was like, I don't even know how I'd do that. Mm-hmm. New Year's to me is is the thing. I totally. feel like that is, I mean, you know, one of my favorite songs, which I don't even know if it's a Christmas song. I mean, this is the dilemma, but, you know, what are you doing for New Year's Day, that old jazz song? Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. But I think that to me is a, is a like, I, I just didn't ever know what to do with this song. So I was like, I don't know if I want to put on a Christmas album. I don't know if that would feel right. And then I was like, and then I also was like, I don't even know what this should feel like because it, it's sort of sitting in my, yeah, you know, in logic right now. And I love it, but I've always kind of been like, but I, I was buoyed by seeing that you put this one out. But yeah, I, I feel like it's a really cool thing to. T- I feel like that's a cool. It's the end of the year. It's a new year. It's new. It's turning over. It's yep. new things. It's like retrospective, but it's also looking ahead. You know, it's, like it's another that, one of those. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting, and it's like Thanksgiving music, but it's a little different because you. All Lang Zion is such a like a yeah, pillar. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so when I was messing around with that song, which that was so wild, it was one of the like most like lightning strikey moments I've mm. ever had. Like I wrote it on New Year's Eve and it was like in like one pass. It was like Whoa. Last year I wrote it. Um and I think probably it was like baked in the feeling of like all Lang Zion feels classic but almost old in Christmas music. It's almost like an Irish drinking song or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that when I was writing the um, the best is yet to come, I was kind of like tr- probably trying to tap into that. But I think that's honestly there's more there than Thanksgiving music because at least with New Year's you've got kind of like a little bit of a feeling of like 
that like the best is yet to come to me feels like a new year's song only because all Lang Syne exists and it's like yeah it's kind of like all Lang Syne, not totally but like classic in yeah. that way yeah but I, I agree i think that that's another uh underserved market yeah i don't know yeah well i just it's it's a lot it's a lot more approachable to me as a as a totally. song idea yeah um okay uh so i'm gonna come in with my second is brenda lee's rocking on the christmas tree is the gar is the guitar player the star here? If we're just oh being honest. Oh my gosh. Dude, literally, if I was that guitar player, <laughs> I would be flex. like, Well, I did it. <laughs> I, I I I I thought that because on this on the upcoming Christmas record, I was gonna maybe cover it, and I was just like, You you can't like other songs you could maybe replace things that's just like that's it man yeah. and i didn't because of that i was just like yeah. i guess i'll just have somebody play that exact <clears throat> guitar part perfectly like i don't know well you know too it's got to be that loud like if you if you go back so everybody's listening to this, listen to that song again one the prodigious playing which to me it is just oh it's perfect it's perfect it's just perfect but it's so loud and, oh, and the thing so that loud. i found out it's unbelievably loud <laughs> the thing that I found out, because I'd, I'd wanted to do some digging, because I was like, who is this guy or whatever? It's actually two players, a guy named Hank Garland and Harold Bradley. Both are legends in Nashville. Um, Harold Bradley is one of the most recorded guitar players in music history, which is interesting to find out. But both of them, like you would know basically everything they ever played on. But there's two parts, and what's happening, I found out, is one's kind of doing the doom, 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 that kind of sort of bassline y yep. thing. And then, and then I think Harold Bradley's the one that's doing all the kind of iconic, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the coolest part of the whole song to me is at the end where it goes boom, barrel, boom, barrel, boom, barrel. Yeah. And that's two guitars. You can actually hear it because I was like, that's two players. And I went, went back and sort of listened with my music ears. I was like, oh, that at, because one's doing that boom, and then one's doing that slide thing. Uh -huh. But it's, it's such a, that the guitar playing in that song which was even cool to find out as two people and the other my other sort of take on that song is that sax solo that comes in right at a minute is triple forte triple forte it's like that guy ran in like when they said we want we want you to play it's starting in a minute he was like open the door at, at 55 seconds and i'm gonna sprint in it is so loud and so aggressive but he does it's the thing that's really cool about that that i think i celebrate the most in that recording is you can tell they were like, we're going for it. Because even the way that he plays, he's doing like a lot of... Like, it's a very, like, go for it, dude. Everybody that's recording just freaking go for it. Yeah, and honestly, I would say this, too. It's it's one of the... I think that you're totally right that the guitar part is like, that's it. But, dude, she delivers so much oh, sass. Well, yes, yes. I mean... yes. Yeah, and yes. I think it's one of those deals too where I listened to that guitar part and was taken aback by like it's perfect and it's also like kind of lazy drunk where it's like I don't it would be extraordinarily difficult to replicate that because to right. play it that well but with that much sass <clears throat> it just has so much attitude and somehow it's maybe this is like a chicken and egg thing but like it feels immediately classic where it's just yeah. like yeah. I, I believe that if I had never heard that song and you played it for me, I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Well, you know, um, too, I haven't thought about what you said. It is a study in because she is singing like she is, they can do what they're doing. Because uh -huh. if she was really docile and sweet and singing, that's going to feel like, bro, you got to turn that way down. Yeah, because I, I feel like she's she sort of is for sure, I would imagine her delivery sort of sets the 
it's like she like curates that vibe yes, where like yes. she's bringing that yes. thing and everyone else is like, oh, we can kind of like, yeah, right. You know, right. Be there with you. It's right. such, dude, it's such a good recording. It's just like, it's so amazing. Insane. You and know what? Too, it, it doesn't, it distort. I feel like it distorts a few times. Totally. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was just thinking if there was like a musician Saturday night live, it would be a really great skit to just like be in the playback room <laughs> after the take. And like the guitar players just like, Everyone's yes. looking at him and he's like, uh He's like, either I'm fired or I just won a Grammy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, hot take three. What you got? Hot take three. Um My okay, I'll I'll touch on the what you were talking about with the Christmas canon. Oh, I really want to hear this, Ben. I I don't know how this happened, but I think other than Mariah Carey, <laughs> who kind of created her own thing. Right. I think there are only two songs that have Ooh, truly been added this. to the Christmas canon okay, in the last on. 30 years. Come on. And they sound exactly the same. Okay. It is Wham and Paul McCartney. And I don't know how it feels like maybe like there was a million applications to the Christmas canon and one guy who just like loved synth music and was just like, <laughs> you guys are both in. Or maybe we should do research on this. Maybe one of them got in first and then the other got in in tandem. Yeah. But like the weird sort of British synth thing, which has nothing to do with Christmas. And those songs are played incessantly. And oh, yeah. they feel like Christmas songs to me. Yeah. But in a weird way, uh, I'm just kind of like, I don't know how... The, there's three types of Christmas songs now, and that is all the Christmas songs that are kind of like the old style. Yeah. Then there's two synth pop songs, and then there's Mariah Carey, and that's it. <laughs> No more room in the inn. It's just like, we're full up. And honestly, pretty weird styles to choose for an entire genre of music. It's like, we've got jazz, 80s synth pop, and Max Martin. Yeah. Period. Full stop. You you know what feels like it's trying to push its way in because they play it so much? And And I'm not, I don't really have an opinion on this necessarily, but is this sort of pentatonics acapella thing. Like they, they are hitting that so hard. Yeah. You can feel you can feel radio kind of going like, man, okay. if there's like a good acapella arrangement See, that, of something. That, that to me almost gets into like Mannheim Steamroller Carol of the Bells. Like, well said. Well it's said. like it's like the music side of it. Yeah. And I think there's a there there is that lane, but I'm not gonna to me I'll that's like an adjacent. It's like it's, <laughs> it's like adjacent, <laughs> and it is. I mean, I'm not saying pentatonics are adjacent, yeah, but yeah. the like that, sort of that, like yeah, take that on. sort of musical feeling. Yeah, it's not not Christmas, but like when I'm like driving around in Tulsa as a 17 year old listening to like <clears throat> whatever station. Yeah, and it's like oh, like Christmas <clears throat> hits. I really pro- I will allow. Paul McCartney and Wham, I'll allow Mariah Carey, but after that, really, all I want yeah, is, those. is like is the classics that yeah. all sound like they were in the same studio. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. For fun, I listen to because my, one of my things that I always get so it's like the uh, litmus paper test to me of great Christmas songs is just if they're good songs. Yes. So, so, so with you know, you think of exactly, and that's a, I support your take between you. Paul McCartney and then and then uh, Wham with Last Christmas. I, I was like, I want to hear other versions of these songs. I don't even know if they're out there, but I sure. want to hear like some of acoustic. Laurie McKenna has a killer version, by the way, of uh, of C- Wonderful Christmas Time. Mm-hmm. That I was like, oh, 
this is a cool, I mean, I knew it was a great song. It was Paul McCartney, but I was like, I just want to hear it out of, out of the context of that. And then you hear good versions of, you hear other versions of Last Christmas. Obviously, Taylor Swift's is, is, was huge. And I'm like, yeah, they're, they, they're good. They do stand. Like, because to me, Wonderful Christmas Time, especially, I was like, man, it's a synth carrying this thing. Oh, dude, I, uh, with you saying that, honestly, I've never thought about it that way. I think um, Last Christmas is probably a better song. And I think that Wonderful Christmas Time, to me, feels classic Paul McCartney where like sometimes it's like oh dude this came out in four minutes and it's perfect and that one's like should we have tightened it up a little more like <laughs> is there anything better than simply having a wonderful Christmas time and then there isn't like it's it there, is great but yeah. like it almost does feel like accidental in the yeah. way that a lot of his music does yeah. uh but that's interesting I'll have to go listen to that because I I'm not, I've never been mad at that song. I've never been like, oh, I don't know. I've been like, this is great. But like every other Christmas song is just like meticulous. It's like a perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's it feels well like said. Paul like ran into the studio and there's a synth loop and he's like, oh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Then what? Uh, the sun went up. The sun went up. The time is right. Uh, go back to the chorus. Simply having, but it's, I, but it totally works. But I think last Christmas How about that is like bridge though. I mean, what the heck? He is. Uh, listen, the goat. I mean, yeah, you know, at least in that kind of the Mount Rushmore of goats. But God, the stuff he gets away with sometimes. But it, and the, yeah, I think that I don't know what to say about that. I agree, and I think that a lot of it is because he is just like innately so musical and he is on the Mount Rushmore of goats I think he probably is the goat but then there's some some of his approach sometimes I'm like oh man here we go buckle up and like does this work if it's not Paul McCartney I don't know yeah you know what I mean did you see I got this is sidebar I got sent my aunt said this to me this morning that I haven't watched the beat the the documentary yet I just saw a clip of it on Twitter or Instagram and I was like I gotta watch this yeah but there's a clip that everybody has talked to me about where he's writing get back Paul's writing back. and I, you know what I thought which is terrible and shows you how much of an industry person I am now is I thought George and Ringo all they had to do was like offer a melody <laughs> and that would have paid for like a Bahamas you know like a island in the Bahamas and but they're just sitting there like that's cool. I like that. Yeah. And then he's done. And they're like, cool. And that Very was like sick. a multi-million dollar decision that's, that I made by just staying quiet. The, but that's, I, I am, I'm maybe the world's biggest Paul McCartney fan. I watched that clip this morning and I found myself thinking, this is good. But if it wasn't the Beatles and Paul McCartney, would it be like, have you heard Get Back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to go. It's like, dang, 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 dang. Yeah, dang. yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you yeah, be yeah. like, if you'd be like, have you heard Blackbird? I'd be like, get just lay down and get ready yeah, for this one. Done. But yeah, when yeah. I was watching that, and it was funny, I was reading the comments and everyone's like, this is flow state. This is incredible. And I was just like, yeah, it's great. Like, But I don't, yeah. I sometimes wonder with that level of like fame and just like he is the best, if if that was his first song, if people would be like, oh my God, have you heard Paul McCartney's get back if you're like nah you wouldn't but it's incredible it's, it's incredible. incredible but it is funny i feel like everyone's just like flipping out and there's a weird thing that happens like when something gets so big that it starts to be like everything is this like gilded like yeah. you touch it and it's gold and it's like it yeah. is so awesome but i yeah i always am listening to the filter of like if there was no history if this is the first thing you'd ever heard yeah it was funny to watch that and i was like yeah well how intense is i don't know if you're like this i can't write songs in front of people 
Like he's just sitting there literally writing that song with two of the other four mm. staring at him. Yeah. And I was like, God, that would be either he's like, Yeah, watch this, you two. You're I just watched they did that a lot. Yeah, I, they I, had they had to I'm, I'm, I, <clears throat> what I could reverse engineer about how he writes, I bet he was just noodling twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean, like, but they oh, yeah, are literally cool. sitting two feet from him, and they're, staring, and just so bored, both of them. <laughs> so they're just like, bored. I, if you had live feed of their heads, it would hundred percent be like, here he goes again. <laughs> if there had been phones back then, could you imagine that shot of them? Oh just like yeah, on, you know, just like Minesweeper or whatever, just yep. kind of like that's cool, Paul. I like that. Or they're just like, I'm gonna go get some Thai food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, I, I I thought of you when I saw that because I know what you love. Okay, so so I'll tag your t- your third with. The Christmas song to me, this is hot, this is molten, is the best Christmas song of all time. I I just can't, for me, and that's a big asterisk, so I'm not saying it has to be everybody's, obviously, but just to me, I don't know how, and I love that it's called the Christmas song, because I'm like, it's, you know, it is the Christmas, it's to me, it's the goat of Christmas songs, and how much, it just... It's like everything I like about Christmas music kind of in one song. And that's a really hot take because you because as you said, there's really kind of a couple of genres we're talking about between like the But this is now that's Mariah. that's the genre. That is the genre. Yeah, it was the OG genre. But I just can't think I've really thought about this. Like I can't think of a song to me that the minute it comes on, almost every time I hear it, and it, and it, this is a, this is a tricky one because it, you know, there's some version of it that aren't as great as others, but man if it's even decent, it works on me. It's I, I, and honestly, it's I think your take is totally right, and I also think that like it does what Christmas music is so well, which is like it feels simple, and then when you get into it, oh, it's man, super deep. But it doesn't feel super deep. Like you're just like, yeah, yeah right, man, Christmas. Right. Yeah, to me, that's like a <clears throat> magic trick because like I we did that on the Christmas record that is out. It was just Duggar and I, Nathan Duggar. And I remember like, I listened to it and I was like, I'm going to have to like practice this because yeah. a oh, lot yeah. of the landing yes. spots of the yes. notes are like yes. Yes. super out there. And yep. you would never think yep. that listening to it. You'd never be like, whoa, there's yep. some, some nines, some jazzy choices. Oh, and yeah. then when it's like, hey, you sing it, it's just like, whoa, this is really hard. But it doesn't feel like that at all. That is always, before I do my Christmas tour, which uh, I've got two weekends of shows coming up in the middle of the summer, um, <laughs> I have to sit with the standards that I sing. And I have to run them because there will be two notes every song two, uh, somewhere in the song that I'm like, oh, that's not what the note is. You know, like I'll have some moment where I'm like, oh, that does that thing or it does a key change I forget about and I'm singing the old key. It's always like Um, a seven or a two and then you're just like, oh, whoopsie. The the thing that is, I I looked this up in the song, there's two key changes in the verse and there's two in the chorus, unless you're counting the third where they get back into the verse, which would be three in the chorus. And the way they navigate those key changes is just absolutely spectacular. But I think that's that's what's so beautiful. And I've never been like into complexity for complexity's sake in music because I just feel like that's a silly game. But it says something, to me, it says that you've done something really right when yeah. something can be hard enough that professional yeah. musicians are like, I might get lost here, yeah. and my mom could listen to it and be like, I love this song. Yeah, because to get that degree of complexity, it, yeah. you're getting into like Berkeley video game music. Yeah, for you know what I mean. But yeah. they they were able to do that, which again, I'm not you know I'm not like let's put points on the board just to be complex. But it's 
that says you've done something right to me where it's like, oh yeah, it just listens like a beautiful song. And it's so yeah. hard that I'm like, I don't know if I can sing this at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. I just, I, 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 I can hear just about anybody as long as they play it right. That's one of those songs though, that to your point, like if I sat down with the guitar and I wasn't careful, I would butcher that song. Oh like I'd, yeah. It'd be, it all just stay in G the whole time. Everybody's 100%. Like, I don't think that works like that. <laughs> so it does. So you have to make sure, but man, just about anybody can sing that song because to me that, that isn't that sort of the litmus paper test of any great song is that it's just so, it's so locked up mm-hmm. that as long as you sing what they want you to sing, it's going to work. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I, I, think, I think it's a great take. You, you don't have to have a great voice. The melody's already doing the work. Just sing yeah. it. Um, all right, number four. Hot take four. Um, I'm going to tag on to some musical complexity here. Ooh. This is not a plug for my version of this song. I was just stunned when I when we started to record it um, this Christmas, Donny Hathaway. Oh, man. So <clears throat> the bass line on that song, I'm going to say this. It's unfortunate. It's like so so out there and it's not that loud in the mix so they can get away right, with it right, but right. when we were arranging it it was like okay let's try that bass line and in a modern mix i'm not joking you know the on regular nintendo mario the sound when you're underground that bass line is almost that exactly it's like and i I, so Scott Mulvihill played bass on the Christmas stuff. He plays upright and he plays yep, normal bass. Yep. Super talented guy. And I felt bad because I had like, I didn't learn the bass part because I wasn't playing it. But in my head, I was like, let's like, let's do the music like they did the music. Yeah, let's not yeah. like simplify it or whatever. Yeah. And in rehearsals, I was like, are you sure that's right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And somebody else in the band too is like, man, I don't know. Are you sure? We went back and listened to it. And then we listened. There's like a modern version of it. And it's the, like the normal baseline. And I was just like, whoa. Oh yeah. This sounds, I mean, truly almost unmusical. Yeah. And I think like it was totally the right baseline, but not for probably a modern mix. Cause like when you mix it, like you want to listen to music now, literally it's like the funk face of like something is like sour in this room yeah so we had to essentially straighten it out but i thought it was crazy because like listening to that song i'm only thinking like this feels so good oh my gosh and then when you actually reverse engineer it you're like wow these are strong flavors like this is a very specific spice and i was down i was like dude let's do it oh my gosh and then we tried to commit to it and do it. It was like, we, we cannot do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's way yeah, too yeah. intense. Yeah. I mean, if, if you mixed it, like they mixed it, yeah. which is like the bass is not super hot. It's kind of just yeah. like thumpy. When yeah. we actually did it, I was like, no, sir. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We, we, so, so I've, I've recorded a version of that. My live show at the concert, Jason Eskridge always does it. Cause he's always on tour with us doing BGVs and he always does it. And it, and it slays. Yep. But I have seen every iteration of a band I've ever had have the exact same conversation every <laughs> practice. And it is exactly that conversation because somebody will, hey man, hold on, what, what are you doing there? Okay, who, and then you have one person that'll be like, hey guys, I know what's, it, it, that's right. And it, but is he? No, it's right. Right. And then and, and everything else, so music, uh, ba, 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 ba. that's great. The bass line is, I got like a half step off somewhere there, but it's truly you're just like, what are these notes? So bizarre, but I've seen every single, and somebody will come in 
You, you have somebody that takes the authority where they're like, bro, listen. And then you see a bunch of phones on ears where they're like 100%. listening. And then, but it is, it's the same conversation every single time. I mean, that, that song too, to me is, is that's a standard Beyonce, you know, a hot fire version of that song, by the way, CeeLo, believe it or not, has a Christmas album. Really? His version of that song is incredible, as is his version of the Stevie Wonder. Um, uh, what's the big Stevie Christmas song? Um, not Someday at Christmas, the other one. Anyway, it's that CeeLo album, believe it or not, is... Does he do the bass line? Yes. <laughs> yes. Now it's, all it, I want to do is get the bass line right. Oh, I know. <laughs> the rest is... I can't get the last two notes. It's it's It will make... Everybody listening to this is going to have so much fun going back and listening going, oh my gosh, what... <laughs> Can't do it. Ba 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 ba. Can't do the last two notes. <laughs> I'm gonna love it when people can start just coming up to you and me on the streets and like, dude, it's ba 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 ba. Um. Okay. So so uh uh, what are we at now? Are we at four. That was that was my fourth. Oh, that was your fourth. Okay. Um, I'm gonna come in with. It's kind of a random one. Why does Christmas time is here work with the children singing? Isn't that sort of scary, but yet it's wonderful? It is. Like, I mean, it sounds like beginning of a horror film a little bit. Like Yes. And, and I love it. Yep. It's one of those deals, too, where like I can't tell if I'm cueing off of other, if that is like already a character in my mind, because it's like, yeah, children singing this way with this kind of music, or if I'm cueing off of that. Yeah. Because it's almost like that, to me, is like kids choir that's like what it sounds like yes i don't know why that works either but it totally does it, it, i've realized that listening to it because that's one of my favorite records of all time which we've referenced already but that vince Guaraldi peanuts mm -hmm. christmas is amazing but because it's got the not it's got the choir version and the non-choir version mm -hmm. and it comes in and it's so bizarre it sounds literally like you're about to be stabbed to death possibly <laughs> but yet i'm like i kind of love this it's also you know, such a beautiful it's like the melody is so it's like so straight and beautiful and simple that it makes sense to have kids sing it. Da, yeah. Da, 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 well, you know what really da, creeps da, da, me da, da, out? I sat down and learned that song. That flat seven, the one to the flat seven is the first two chords, is so weird. So weird. Totally. Like, it's, you're like, why does that work for a Christmas song? You know, like every country song in the world's got that, but it's like it really works in that context. Um, you know, the other song that has the choir that is interesting to me too is that it's, uh, uh, somewhere in my memory, that Home Alone song. That song is so Oh, yes. Great. Yes. It does that children's yeah. choir. So I wonder, to your point, if that if that character just gets so established because you're so used to hearing sort I of do, kids singing. Honestly, I kind of wonder if that is the thing that established the character. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But it, it it was like, I just thought, in the other context, I'm like, nah, this isn't happening. But in that song, it's like, it's what makes me feel something. Oh, and it is a beautiful song, man. Oh, it's just both like, of those are yeah. gorgeous. They are. I, I mean, have, the, I've not thought about the Home Alone song. <clears throat> dude, it's it's years. one of those that like, one of the, one of, this is a huge sidebar, but I think, you know, making Christmas records, just had one come out last weekend, that is really fun, is trying to find covers that like, 
sort of live in a space that not a lot of people have done them yet. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, is that something you can do? Or it's just, it, but you can't because it's just sort of a thing. musical passage. Yeah, there's not really, it does you the somewhere do in my memory. It does that, but it's like, there's I, not really I've, I've a verse. I've never heard words with that, I don't think. Yeah, it's there's two versions. There's the kid singing and then there's the one that's just the, Honestly, but that's, it's, that's, that's a great idea. Every, every, I would, I would immediately get that. I'd be like, oh, I'm alone. Yeah, but it, but then it'd be like, you know, because the whole thing is like an, a minute 15. It's a really, it's just a passage. But it, it, that one came up like a couple of years ago. I'll tell you the other song that's deep buried. Do you remember um, on National Lampoon, the Christmas Vacation? Do you remember the song, the Ray Charles song, when he's sitting up in the attic watching the video of his, remember he gets no. stuck up in the attic? Uh-uh. There's a song called, um, um, Christmas is the time of year, we for the ones... No, 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 no. Uh, oh, I can't what it's called, but it is one of those songs that there's just not a lot of covers of for some hmm. reason, and it is a, it is one of the most beautiful songs. I can't remember what it's called, but it was in it's in that huge movie. Every he gets trapped up in the attic because he goes up there and they pull the attic and they leave, and he's freezing and it's a hysterical scene, but it's actually the most poignant scene in the movie because he finds the old home movies and he's and it's. And he's in his wife's or his grandma's coat with his hat, Chevy Chase, and he's watching it. And they're coming up on the side of the hat, like in the, in the attic. Hmm. And that's a song that's playing. Anyway, th- there's, a, there's a few of those songs to me that like, I think the minute any of us hear them that are born around the same time, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh. Totally. I feel all this stuff. Um, okay, so fifth one. This is the last one. Hot, hot take five. Hot take five. I feel like I've already kind of stepped on this take a little bit, but okay. um, it does feel like a little bit of a hot take. But I feel like everybody thinks that Christmas music is overrated, and mm. I think Christmas music is actually underrated. Thank you. Thank you. And again, you. To, to sort of sew up a lot of the themes we've been talking about, I think that it does a very hard thing really well, which is most of it is incredibly complex. It's a much higher degree of difficulty than like any type of pop music since, like I don't know, the 70s or something but it doesn't feel complex at all. And when you're listening to it, you're just overwhelmed by like a clear feeling. And Mm. it doesn't matter if you know anything about music at all. Mm. It instills an immediate like vibe and taps directly into like your heart. Mm. And I think that that's what great music does, but it's incredibly rare for complex music to do that. Because usually like equally complex music doesn't usually do that it's usually like whoa sweet jazz solo biff like it's never like oh man that made me feel something and i think the other thing that people don't realize is like i've said this before but i think in people's heads because it's familiar they don't realize how great it is and in reality it's like this is literally like the last hundred years of songs we've Mm. just picked the best ones yeah and so like there's all these like unicorn magic trick songs, like the Christmas song that's like mm. so hard that you can't even sing it, but you can listen to it. Like my daughter would love that song and she doesn't know up from down. Yeah, that's exactly and, like, right. The deepest jazz professor at like North Texas would be like this just freaking slays. And I think like we forget that because we're just so used to it. It's just like, yeah, mm. Christmas music, whatever. But in reality, it's like essentially like, the canon of great songs for like mm. a century and yeah. like i still think it's underrated because like it's so good and i think because we're so used to it we forget that but every time i like really listen to christmas music i'm just like 
these are stunningly, stunningly good songs. Mm. And I think there's like, it's sort of popular, like, oh, Christmas music. And it's like, dude, this is, it's an incredible, like, shared cultural experience and it's so good and i think it's actually underrated not overrated you know i, I agree a thousand percent there's a really fascinating tiktok somebody sent me the other day of this guy singing the note values of the ever of the melody of the christmas song mm-hmm. and it's so geeky but it is wonderful because you realize this the complexity and what sounds so insanely simple and singable but it was crazy how much he's singing like and then major six and then he's singing all the and i was like good gracious oh, that yeah. song i mean and that's so much of that stuff i mean so much of the of the so let me somebody ask you this can you i mean this is this is coming you're gonna have to come right off the dome top of the dome with this one but what what are can you name some of your favorite christmas songs like what are some of your like you what, know, what would be in there you know what's kind of weird to me is like it's such a, it's like a bucket of a feeling that it all like melds together yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. I have an idea. If you were like, what does James Taylor's music sound like? I could like conjure up like a feeling and an image. Yeah. And if you're like, what song are you thinking of? I'd be like, I don't know. It's like yeah, his yeah, voice yeah, and his guitar. Yeah, yeah it's all. Um, but I mean like, oh gosh. I mean, some of the ones we've talked about. I think the Christmas song nails that thing perfectly. I feel like Rock Around the Christmas Tree is the perfect kind of like jangly, like sort of up-tempo kitschy thing. Um, I think This Christmas is the is the most yes. fun Christmas song there is. And I think all the Peanuts stuff is like the epitome of like classy. It's just like, oh, this is like, feels like I should be like sipping cognac and smoking a cigar in like 1953 i don't know if they did that right then, but, right, right uh i don't know man I, there, there's so i, I feel like yeah, those are so just many. the ones we talk about yeah, but like, yeah yeah i don't know if i have any deep cuts because it's right i feel like it's just like a, a ball in my mind where i like i can't really unwind it like half the time when you said the christmas song i was thinking of the uh christmas time is here and then i was like that's not it it's the one right, that's right, like right, just, no, right. Well. but i feel like those things like meld together as like a ball of like feeling right do you what have like you? other other well i was gonna say the album are there albums that are go-tos for you like if you're if you're you know decorating the tree or that christmas morning or are you kind of a playlist guy like you've made your list I, I i probably would be a playlist guy and i think the charlie brown christmas stuff is is the album that i would seek out probably like i i don't if you were like, what album is rocking around the Christmas tree on? I'd be like, that's what I call Christmas 17. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, 27. But I, th- I think for like a whole vibe, if you're just like, I want to listen to this straight through to me, I'd probably go like the, um, the Vince Guaraldi stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That is great. You know, it's funny. I, I I'm sort of, I'm the same as you. I have a playlist that I've put together over the last like 15 years, um, that used to be on CDs. And then once, you know, the, Spotify and everything became a thing. I just sort of, it's, it's migrated into that. And it's fun because I can add, like when I remember the Home Alone tune, I just throw that on there. So it's all on there. But what are CDs? Um, they are, so you know, like a Frisbee. Mm-hmm. It's got a hole in it for water that you can oh, pour through. Oh, yeah. great. Um, Good design. Yeah, thanks. Or plant, you can put a plant through the middle of it too. So it holds <laughs> plants. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I think I have, I, I think I'm like you. I have too many. I mean, Christmas song is one of those for me. I think. I try to judge. I thought about this for a long time because I thought I was going to do a hot take on like the best songs, and I was like, "That's it." You you nailed that, Ben. It's too much of a bucket of things. It'd be yeah. like, but I do think the songs that consistently like make me feel something very strong, whatever that emotion is, Christmas song, 
Uh, I think Christmas time is here. Um, I love, again, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That's totally for me. Um, but, and then there's, man, believe it or not, there's some newer songs and newer meaning even in the last like 20, 30 years. Um, that sort of make my list of like, um, you know, there's like some Harry Connick stuff that I think is really great. There's a song called I pray on Christmas that I covered, but his version is killer. Um, mm, so there's even some stuff like that that sort of snuck in, you know, to me. Um, uh, yeah. So it's kind of, it, it, I tell you that it, and then the albums, which I that's another thing I was like, should I do a whole hot take on these? But peanuts is on there. One of my favorites. And this is, this is going to be, if you guys don't know this record, you have to listen to it. It's Rust half of the Gaither vocal band fame and his own, in his own right too, had, has had a lot of success, but kind of a crooner. He made a record. He made a, re- a record. He made a record. He made a, record. He made a CD uh, in like the early nineties. That is this big band record. And it is, it is incredible. The playing is out of this world. They did it here in Nashville and his voice is perfectly suited for that stuff. And I don't, I don't have another album by him. I, I didn't mm. even really know who he was, but somebody gave it to me or something. And it is, one of those records I listened to at least five times through in December because it's just, it's perfect big band croonery. The playing on it is out of this world. Uh, it's called a, a, the Christmas song, I think, or a Christmas song, but it's, there's a couple of those that kind of have snuck into my world that I'm like, and I'll tell you what, man, shout out to PJ Morton. He released a record last year mm-hmm. that is so, it's like if Stevie had made a Christmas record, wow. but like in 2020. It's, I don't know if y'all know PJ, he's in Maroon 5 and an incredible artist in his own right, but it, I forget what the record's called, but it is so good. It's so rare that I find a whole Christmas album that I'm like, that's newer, that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really good. You know, I think Wurtz did a great job on his with Shive a few years ago. I love Wurtz. Totally. I feel like there's some really good sort of like Nashville Christmas records. Okay, so my last take, here we come in. It's coming in hot. The, the Chipmunk song is kind of fire. Oh, that song Deeply may be fire. the most slept on Christmas song <laughs> of all time. That song comes on and every single time I get sort of mad because I'm like, this song is so stinking. <laughs> it's immediately, and I mean, it, it just makes me mad because it, it falls into this really tricky genre of me of songs where if the lyric was just a little less kitschy, just a little less. It would be the most covered song ever, but it's got that stinking line. Uh, it's beginning. Uh, where is it? Uh, uh, want a plane that loops the loop? Me, I want a hula hoop. And you're just like, I just don't know, because because you know you could imagine doing like a really cool new version of that that feels like the guys are killing it, and you're singing and you're crooning, and it's in your register. It's not in that sort of octave five octaves up thing, but you'd get to that line and you'd have to sing that serious twice because it's in there twice. I hate to say it. I feel like I need to make an addition to my upcoming Christmas record and sing that in earnest <laughs> I'm twice. Telling you, dude, that song is so good. It's oh, so good. Oh wow, it is so good. Isn't I haven't thought great? about that song in years. That song comes on, and, and it's another one. I did the same thing. I did this with all the songs that I kind of felt like were that live in the kitschy world. I was like, I want to find a cover that that's cool, and they're great covers. Like people went in and were like, I'm going to make this sound cool, and not, and they're great. But the, you know, the problem with that one is the same problem I have. With it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, with the lyric, 
it just, you know, a pair of hop along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that'll talk and go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. I'm like, guys, if you had just tweaked that a little. So <laughs> when we did that, I had the like sort of uh, exceedingly, um, how do you say that? The sort of like overly earnest BGV guys do it. It's like, yes. oh, the hop along boots on a pistol. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's me. Because done like, in that context you, is you, great. You, you, but you did that you couldn't, you couldn't not no. do it like no. that. No, Because honestly, I was like, as I was kind of like arranging it, I was like, am I going to sing that? And then I was like, <laughs> you guys are going to sing that. Yeah. Way too straight. You know? Buble does it and crushes it. But that's yeah, also does. because he's Michael Buble. But yeah. I mean, I was just, that, that song, those songs live in the same space a little bit to me because I'm like, I would love to cover those. And I think it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas is a lot. I've almost covered that every record. It's a lot more approachable than the Chipmunk song, but that chip, every time that song is on, I'm like, God, this song is good. You know, it's, it's really it's good. That's, that's, a, that's a great take. I've honestly forgot about that as a Christmas song. Yeah, um, yeah, I heard that and was like, Gosh! All right, so anything people need to know? You got you got these uh, songs that are out and living right now that that are kind of seasonal, but you got I'd more say, coming next year. I'd say. Uh, Let's just blow the New Year's song up. I'm all about, you know, inefficiencies in the marketplace. All the anxiety has been around too long. I'd like to cut it on that margin. Inefficiencies in the marketplace. Uh, no, I, yeah, that, that's it. And then we're going to start the crazy record cycle um, right after Christmas. And Yeah, I am, when does that, what, tell, tell me about that. When does all that come out? Like, what's the timeline? Um, All I can say. Ooh, 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 ooh the scoop, the scoop. Is there will be some songs early in the new year, okay. but we're starting the sort of journey on December twenty sixth. Okay, okay. That and I'm I am like actually, uh, it's a funny feeling. I've like probably bit off more than I can chew, and I'm like, let's freaking do this. Yeah, I've yeah, definitely I no no wait. no no safety net on this one. I'm used yeah. to making a safety net for myself, and on this one, I'm just like, well, just going, here we go, jumping. Yeah, I can't wait to see. It. I'm excited to see the 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 screen the movie too that's gonna be amazing i'm nervous about that yeah, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say are you, how are you feeling are you like are you because how many showings are you doing now uh there's three three okay i think i feel so here's what i'd say i feel really good about the content about like yeah. the record and yeah. the video stuff it's just like man i think it's really good um it feels a little bit weird with the changes and like social media and stuff being like i hope i can tell people about oh, yeah. this like yeah. i felt a little more bulletproof before it was like showing you know eight percent of my followers things i was like well yeah, yeah. hope this works but <laughs> yeah. uh it's it, i wanted i wanted to be like let's go for it and like let's have fun and like not just play it safe and i feel like we have done that but it's a funny feeling because i'm so used to like setting up a game that i like can win where it's like oh yes. like yeah. it's like a high jump but i know i can clear yeah. this with like four feet to spare and this is like this is about as high as i can jump and yeah. <laughs> i might get over it and i might not so uh it, feel, it feels good and bad at the same time. It's like, that is great. It feels really good to be like, wow, I really did it. And also, like, yeah. oh man, Here we we're go. really doing it. <laughs> we're really doing it, guys. <laughs> well, dude, thanks so much for coming on and sharing sure. the hot takes. And Merry thanks Christmas to you. Merry Christmas years. to you. And listen, guys, thank you again for listening to the episode. Want to give one more little plug? Little plug, little plug. Here for the Christmas music. Ben and I both have. Again, he's got a record called Jingles and Bells and then one called A Ben Rector Christmas. Uh, they're both great. Um, also, I have a couple records myself, a new one called I Wish It Would Snow, uh, another album called A December to Remember, and um, A Very Merry Christmas. So if you're looking for Christmas songs and Christmas music, make sure to go check those out. And once again, thank you all so much for listening to another 
another episode of Dave's Five Hot Takes. Yeah!